Malcolm, um, I suppose one has to bring ourselves up to date. I know that you've uh, you've got a, a, a few problems to deal with at the moment, but um, I think the one thing that's very clear is that you know redundancies are never never something you want to be getting involved with at all. But you've obviously had to make some serious decisions, I guess, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, uh, I, I, mean I think we're, we're certainly we're not alone, that's for sure. I think, as you see, every day there seems to be more and more tragic sort of news for some of these bigger companies as well. So, But, of course, motorsport has been hit um, very hard. I mean, Formula One's back now, but uh, obviously a lot of the disciplines that we do, uh, a lot of them are still grounded. So uh, it's a very difficult time for us. Um, and, yeah, it's probably one of the most – I didn't expect to get to 40 years in business and be faced and confronted with a situation that we're in. But we're in it, and um, I've just got to try and find an, a way to make sure that we can still be there at the end of this terrible pandemic. Absolutely. On the other side, of course, good news, obviously, about the development of your uh, your uh, your new site, the new site itself. I gather the building is coming together. But uh, again, the other side to this is the fact that at some point in time, presumably you're going, you're going to actually be um, bringing people into into the new evaluation centre. Well, yeah, hopefully. I mean, uh, it's been a double whammy for us because, as you can imagine, it's the last thing that we uh, wanted to be in the situation at the moment is having to you know, finish off the, and there's a significant amount of investment still required to finish off the facility. So the timing is uh, is less than ideal, that's for sure. But on the other hand, um, we're in a situation where we were so far on with the project that you know, we have to finish it, otherwise it would just have been a, a complete sort of white elephant. And then, of course, if you did have to try and build it, finish it off later on, it's only going to cost you even more. So um, it's not an easy situation, but at least the great thing is that there's a lot of interest in people wanting to use the new facility. So, uh, you know, hopefully then if we can get that finished, then that will be um, a revenue stream and something that we can evolve um, to later on. When do you expect to be completed with the build and, and actually start op to operate the, the setup there? Well, I'm pretty confident that uh, we'll be should be operational before the end of the year. That's that's that is certainly the target. I mean, we'll not have everything operational as originally planned because obviously the investment still required to create a lot of the areas and everything that was going to do was is significant. So sadly, we won't be in that position, but um, at least we'll have a great sort of facility that that uh, that can be used. The Bentley program has been on hold. The Royal Rally Championship program is getting off the ground again uh, early September in Estonia. But, I mean, the Bentley program itself, I mean, that, that is sort of uh, mothballed for the time being. But presumably once things get sorted out and we get ourselves back to normality, uh, then presumably the Bentley program will continue, yeah? Well, I think we've we've got to be realistic. I mean, it's it's not going to get back to normality in certainly the next six months. I mean, I think you know we're we're already in the in probably one of the biggest recessions we've had. And um, at the end of the day, you know the the Bentley sales is is the most important thing to, and that's I can't see how that we're going to get back to anything like that in in the short in the short term. So the great thing is that. Um, there's a good amount of customers now out there with Bentleys and they've all been having some reasonable sort of success and good performances in these last few two, three weeks, which is really encouraging. So um, the the key thing at the moment is to make sure that we can keep all the Bentley customers that we have happy and keep them racing and hopefully 
keep them winning winning some some events. One thing I wanted to mention to you was the fact that you know you have the uh, the, the Fiesta sitting in the it's the focus sitting in the in the reception area at the uh, workshops, which is obviously the one that Colin and Nikki had used on the Safari Rally. A lot of success there, and of course they've been talking about the Safari Rally successes that Colin and, uh, and Nikki had had. And uh, in many ways, I mean, it's great to, to have that car there just as a reminder about the success you'd enjoyed. Oh yeah, it's well, it's a very special car to us because um, you know it was the first car that we designed and developed from a from a clean sheet of fa- paper, and of course it you know the the focus was the replacement for the Escort, so there was a big uh, marketing and PR push from Ford, hence that's why we signed Colin at the time, and then of course to go and win the world's most difficult rally on only the the third event with the car was. Uh, just a, an incredible, uh, an incredible achievement. But of course, you know, when you had someone like Colin who understood what you needed to do to, to win Safari, made it a, a little bit easier. It's probably one of the few rallies that uh, that Colin won where he didn't even have a fastest time. But he was just very clever in how he approached the, you know, the most difficult rally in the championship. I mean, Colin was very special. I mean, you know, he he made what appeared to be a lot of mistakes, but Colin was that sort of a driver. He just went at it. He did what he had to do, and he did it as quickly as he possibly could. I seem to remember him rallying in a Ford Sierra and uh, and having all sorts of problems in uh, voxels or whatever. But the point was that this was Colin McRae, and he will always stand out as being a very special rally driver in, in, in world rally terms anyway, whatever happens. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, he was one of the most natural drivers in WRC at the time. Um, but what a lot of people didn't realise, he just had an incredible uh, mechanical understanding, and um, and he had a, <laughs> it never appeared to the outside world. But he also had an incredible mechanical sympathy when it came to how much punishment. Uh, uh, I'm not talking about accidents. I'm talking about what physical abuse, the suspension, and all the components of the car could take. And that's where Colin had an incredible ability to understand what punishment um, could be could be given to a car and that's why he won so many of the most difficult rallies the, the tough rallies the cypresses the acropolises the argentinas the safaris of course not forgetting malcolm wilson of course i mean you had a lot of success during your rally career as well didn't you yeah but nothing along the lines of the likes of what <laughs> colin or uh, the uh, current world drivers Absolutely right, but uh, but again, I mean, very much part of of uh, the rallying worldwide, and very much uh, there as well. But as far as uh, the immediate uh, future is concerned, I mean, obviously we're going to see rallying back in Greystoke. You've got this uh, special event running in Greystoke in, on the 22nd of August, which is fantastic. Obviously, the World Rally Championship gets off the ground again in, in, in September. But we are moving forward. We just now need to really get ourselves out of this, uh, the drama that we're in with, uh, with this coronavirus uh, and then uh, get on with our lives, I guess, yes? Yeah, no, it's great that now events, are, you know, we're starting to see some events and Hopefully, um, we can start to see some customers knocking on the door again from the rally side, uh, you know, looking to buy spares. And um, in, in, in all honesty, there's been quite a bit of interest recently in um, in cars. So there's still people out there that's obviously wanting to to uh, to get involved in rally. So that's that's a that's a positive news. And Junior Rally Championship, of course, is very much part of your your program. But again, this has been affected. But it's actually it is it is moving forward gradually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the JWC intends to start in uh, like the main world event in in um, in Estonia. So 
at the moment it would be reduced to four events rather than five. Um, but at least, you know, you can imagine all these junior guys are so desperate to get back behind the wheel with they haven't been rallying for over six months. And how many cars are you actually running in the championship this year at the moment? It'll be somewhere, I think, between 14 and 16. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the entry is for uh, Estonia, but I would imagine it'll be around those numbers. But as far as, the, as far as the Junior Royal Rally Championship is concerned, I mean, obviously, we're looking, you're looking towards next year, I guess, and, uh, and obviously developing the series as well as much as you possibly can. Yeah, we've still got the contract for next year from the FIA, so, um, yeah, we're looking to, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be even more interest next year for the championship than what has been with uh, the situation that we're in this year. What about Poland? Because you've obviously got a big operation over there, very much part of the, the sort of junior rally, uh, world rally championship program. But uh, how, how are things in, in Poland? Um, very similar to here. I mean, they're on a different um, sort of system. They're, they're getting some uh, government support, but they've been working uh, four days a week. So they've still had most of the staffing, but a reduced amount of hours per week. Um, but they're all gearing up now. And, of course, they've also, in, in this period of time, they've been busy developing in the, the new Rally 3 car, which has just started to test. So um, they're probably in, um, a bit more active than, than we have been. And uh, there's, as, there has been some events out in that part of the world. So they haven't probably been as badly hit as we have. And as far as the British Touring Car Championship is concerned, obviously you're developing the new, uh, the new engines for uh, the programme from 2022. Is that programme sort of on, ongoing at the moment anyway, obviously? Yeah, very much in its early stages, but yeah, we're starting now to design and uh, get uh, some of the parts coming in to start to build uh, the first engines where hopefully we can start to test them um, next year, ready for the 2022 season. Fantastic stuff. It all sounds very positive, despite everything. That's what I'm hearing from you, which is important. I mean, I know there's lots of negativity there because it has to be because of the situation. But also, there's no, there's no indication of any doubt about the fact that you're going to carry on, continue and get things back to normal as soon as you possibly can. That's the target. I've made the commitment for, to all the staff that I'm prepared to do that. Um, as I said, I didn't expect to be in this situation after being in business for 40 years. But, um, you know, we've built up a fantastic facility and we've got a great team of people. So it's my target to try and retain as many of those people and try and get us back to somewhere near where we were, which is not going to be easy. I think it's, you know, being realistic, it's probably going to be five years, but um, mm. prepared to give it a go. But it's a family business and uh, and you're a big family and that's the important thing. And you've got a lot of people around you who have been part of the M Sport program for a long time, of course, yeah? Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly all the key members of staff have uh, been here for, yeah, a lot of them for in excess of 20 years. So, you know, and they're, they're that I wouldn't be where we are without uh, without those sort of key people, and I'm hopefully those people are going to keep uh, keep driving us forward as well to to stay where we stay in business. And John Steele's still with you as well. Yeah, John's uh, still with us. Yeah, he's been with me since what 1985, I think. So mm. 30, 35 years, something like that. Yeah, fantastic stuff, Malcolm. All the very best, and uh, obviously. Uh, Look forward to success in the near future. And in the meantime, best wishes to all of you at M Sport, yeah? Thank you very much.